Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Somewhere around midnight, in the minutes separating December 6th and December 7th, 2014, an unknown person set off a chlorine gas bomb at Midwest Fur Fest, the largest furry convention in the United States. Nineteen people were hospitalized. The event could properly be described as a terrorist attack. Folks could very well have been killed. The story was met with a mix of shock and ironic chuckles from tens of thousands of internet users. People gawked for a day or so, and then it faded into the background. The case was never solved, and the culprit is at large today. In September of 2019, almost five years later, basically a Nazi, Milo Yiannopoulos, registered to attend Midwest Fur Fest. He publicized this immediately, and the event was a clear attempt by a well-known troll to earn a few more precious hours of media spotlight by entangling himself in drama with a community mainstream journalists love to cover with wry grins on their faces. Convention organizers immediately rejected his application to attend and banned him from the premises. He threatened to show up anyway. Rumors began to circulate that the Proud Boys would be in tow, which led to rumors that Antifa, or perhaps furry Antifa, would also be in attendance. Somewhere in the middle of all this, the cast of Worst Year Ever decided Midwest Fur Fest was probably something we should attend. So we did, myself, Robert Evans, and my colleagues, Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll. We talked to several members of the fandom, and their interviews revealed a sprawling tale of a battle for the heart and soul of furrydom against many of the same forces currently threatening to tear American society apart. This episode is not the story of that battle, because holy shit, we really, we really bit off more than we, uh, we bargained for, and it's going to take us some time to get this together and force Daniel at Machete Point to edit it. But we put uh, a little something together for you today to tie everybody over. That's right. Uh, as we've been going through this, we've been recording our thoughts and our experiences. It's a little bit of a, a peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. as to what's been happening here this weekend. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you've seen some posts about it. But, you know, we, we talk about our impressions and some of the stuff that we've learned uh, and our experiences here. 
yes, as you said, while we pour through all of the interviews and documents and, and chat logs that we have uh, and, and put together the final polished piece, mm-hmm. which will be released at a later date. Yeah, hopefully in like a, a couple of weeks, not yeah. too long from now. Yeah, um, we just want to make it, you know. Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's good's ex- the word. It's exciting. There was a point at <laughs> some time yesterday where I was like, ooh, this is going to take a little longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really came together. Um, yeah. And uh, everything became clear on what was going on. And uh, the story revealed itself. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a very interesting story that I think is relevant to everybody. And uh, we're excited to tell it. But in the meantime... Here's our our story <laughs> of our experience yeah. in Chicago. And it's not... This is not very political. This is not a normal episode of Worst Year right. Ever. You're not going to learn much about American politics from this. Yeah. It, it, I think we think it's it, it's fun. There's some funny moments. Uh, if, you, if you enjoy us as people, you might enjoy this. We mainly wanted to have something together just so there wasn't an empty space this week and to let everybody know. We did the thing. We got a story. It's going to be a sizable, like, little mini-series. Yeah. Um, and we just, you know, it's going to take us a little time to put yeah. it together. And hopefully this little uh, diary that we've done will give you some context to yeah. keep in mind as you are listening to uh, the other episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I think, this will be probably the first episode that is the best example of the show that exists so far. Not this, yeah. but not, next- this, not this, not this, <laughs> not this, not this, not this. For the love of God, not this. No, the actual <laughs> thing we're putting together that isn't done now. Yeah, so don't be put off by this. <laughs> yeah. This specifically isn't your taste. When we pitched this show, like, you know, we've been doing, um, you know, biographies of the different candidates and we've done some specific issues and we're, we'll do more of that because this is a weekly show and we can't go travel around the country every single week. We're right. not aware of enough different places to go to do that 50 something times next year yeah um so you know we need we need to provide context we're gonna have a base of episodes for people to listen to uh part of this is just us keeping ourselves informed but the real the heart and soul of this show is explorations of different american subcultures and how this election and the increased politicization of our society has like affected and changed them and like this is the first example of that that we've got how they react um how how they deal with it and maybe uh Bits of information or tactics or just like mm-hmm. nice little moments that can help you get you through the worst year ever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. uh, in, enjoy this fun little interlude uh, that's not too serious today uh, or not. Yeah. The final product or will, not. Be, will be very different. But please yeah. definitely come back for the, the next two episodes because I promise they are fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And these are and this one's fun. This one's fun. So fun. This is silly. Those are fascinating. Yeah. We didn't get any audio of the fires. There were started. There were fires. There were fires. Okay. You guys are just ruining the surprises. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 I don't know how to introduce this episode of the podcast. You will not, this will not be the first thing you've heard in this episode. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're at Midwest Fur Fest 2019. Yes. December. That's the month. 2019 is the year. What day? Uh, well, you know uh, what? What day is it's it? It's a Thursday. That's a great question. It's a Friday now. No, it's a Friday December now. is a Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only December Thursday, Thursday in December, yep. as far as I'm aware. It's got to be the fifth. Yeah. Or sixth. Maybe it's the it's sixth. It's the sixth now. It's the sixth of December. It was the fifth earlier. When we were traveling here. Mm-hmm. As you might be able to tell, this is our, our first audio diary from our trip to the, <laughs> the convention. Our first uh, uh, field trip 
of the season. We're all drunk. We're all tired. We're all angry. Katie lost her phone in the I lift. I lost my phone in the lift. <laughs> um, I left it there. It. I left it. it. Are we taking care of it, Cody? <laughs> Somebody so might be. Customer angry service just hung up on Robert. It's been a whole thing. It's been bad. Thankfully, we got home, and I was able to turn all the burners on in the mm-hmm. stove. A Repeatedly. few times. You know what the they're, worst they're part is? Now. Is I can't even check our steps to see how much we walked back and forth around that convention <laughs> center. It was I'm, huge. Appalled. I'm appalled. I feel like we should start with um, kind of our initial impressions on the convention. Um, I, all right. Even, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I felt walking out of the of the lift that took us there. Uh, I saw more people in fursuits yeah. than I had ever seen prior yeah. in my ever. life. Yes, ever uh, instantly in, in like instantly. a second. Yes, it yeah. was like, oh, this is the world now. This but is, I'll tell yeah. you what. Surprising how quickly I became used to it. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. see them. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice one. Ooh, interesting." Yeah, and yeah. Like, and then it becomes like, "Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's a bird with a ba- my burlap favorite, sack my labeled favorite. seeds." Yeah, <laughs> oh, that uh, one was fun. I yeah, like that one. Uh, my favorite was the woman walking down the hallway that walkway that we kept getting Very lost in. Hallway. Very long. <laughs> What's up with that, Chicago? Um, and she just was going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was lovely. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so lovely. Everybody was very, lovely. Um, yeah. very I, nice people. I yeah. was stopped by so many people. Just like it, just interacted with so many people in a friendly way that you do not see at most conventions, certainly. But like, yeah, certainly a, not just around town in your life. Yeah, it was a, a. It seems like generally just a very sweet group of people who are there to have a, a fun time and uh, just a bunch of positivity. Yeah, you know. So I, I think with that all in mind, I want to go through, um, so obviously like the big news heading into Midwest Fur Fest, the reason we're here, the reason yeah. there's any kind of attention outside of the community on this is that uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, famous Nazi? Famous Nazi. Alt-right provocateur. Nazi. Yeah, he's he's, he's, an, he's he's on video Heil Hitler, and we'll, yes. we'll call him a Nazi. That's fair. Um, he, is, he has chosen to yeah. uh, display himself as such. I don't yeah. think he actually believes in anything. But. Yeah, it's hard to say. He uh, registered for the convention and then publicized mm-hmm. that he registered for the convention so that everybody would talk about it. And then uh, when he got kicked out of the convention because the people who organized it were like, we don't need to You're this. like, absolutely yeah. not. Hard yeah. pass. And, and under no circumstances. He uh, made a big stink about it and is apparently registered under someone else's name at the hotel and promising to show up. So we don't know what will happen. And... Yeah. To be fair, he could show up in a furry costume. Nobody outfit. would know or care. It's I don't believe yeah. that they're called costumes. Um, it, it does sound like no one would care if no he just would. showed up in costume. Because like, what's that even going to do? What would what would the issue be? Um, but it doesn't seem like his vibe. No, to not to show up here and not show up in a big. No, way. I t- yeah, I take it back. I said earlier he doesn't believe in anything, but he does. He believes in getting He's attention. He's a showman. For mm-hmm. Yeah. He believes in showmanship. He believes in himself, kind of, even though he probably hates himself too. But yeah, and it's there's a couple interesting things. So one of the people that we communicated with prior to this um, has been infiltrating some of the there's a couple of chunks of the furry community, which I'm sure we'll have, have covered in like a little bit of an intro at some point. One like, assumes. Yeah, we they, have to assume we that, did we'll, that. We'll do our due diligence. The alt furs is the term people yeah. tend to use for them. And um, they've been talking with him about like ways to smuggle him into the convention and stuff. And one of the things they talk about is that uh, how the impossibility of uh, keeping the the culture of the convention the same and actually stopping him from getting in, even if he was he was in costume. So I want to read a a quote from um, one of these conversations we found between these alt furs who support Milo talking about 
what would happen if he were came in in a costume and they tried to search people by having them remove the headpieces right. of their costumes. Um, I don't know if Milo realizes just how important this dynamic is to fursuiters, but it, would wor- it will work strongly in his favor, even if he doesn't fully realize why. Some suitors are so into their character that it would be tantamount to violating their identity to ask them to remove their head. The transgender suitors would be a good example of this. So, like, there's this this understanding with the people who are, like, urging this that it would be, like, a violation. Someone called it a real-life version of Papers, Please, mm-hmm. and another commenter responded to that. And it will totally feel that way to every furry who gets stopped by con staff for a random spot check. The move to check everyone would completely destroy that con, like, completely. So I'm under the assumption that they won't take those dramatic steps. They'll have to accept that someone is crashing the party and deal with the backlash that they'll get from the shitty 8% of the fandom. There's this acknowledgement that, like, they can't stop us or they'll destroy the hobby. And then there's a post right. from Milo from a couple of days earlier on Telegram where he says, you have to destroy the shit they love. You have to get MFF, this convention, Midwest Fair Fest, and all the other conferences closed down every period, single period, year period. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's this understanding, like, they know exactly, like, what they're they're hoping to do. Yeah. Um, which is, like, there was a part of me that was, we, we talked to a number of people, and we got some reactions from folks who were mainly in, like, I don't care if they're here as long as they don't. Make right, a there's a vibe here that is just sort of joyous and fun and lighthearted. Like they're there to have fun. They're not there to do political things or right. like the stuff that Milo wants to do and well, push they and talk specifically about. Specifically talk about how this is an escape from political right. stuff. And it's like and if he's going to show up they, they they say they they feel the safety of their numbers, I think. Mm-hmm of the fact that like there's 10,000 people that attend this convention or whatever the number was and like and, 12 shitty ones. And so but you know and and we talked a lot about how you know they they're very protective of their community and not accepting these people that are the outliers that are the you know Yeah. Um and it's it, it's interesting that that's the target like just the f- little time we've spent of just like, but these people are very, they're only here for a nice time and they yeah. all seem sweet and like, they don't even want to talk about the stuff that you talk about. No, they like they all really the Milo don't. stuff, like when he, like his feminism stuff and his like all his like white nationalism garbage that he tries to bring in. They don't care and don't want to talk about it. That's not why they're here. And he's like forcing it in a way that is just really emblematic of like who he is and what he's there to mm-hmm. do. Um, cause he sort of disappeared for a while, uh, for many, many reasons, but knowing that like 2020 is ramping up, like he needs attention. He needs to disrupt people having a good time. Some of whom might give him what he wants, which is like to piss people off right. and like make a scene. Right. Cause like even the, um, the idea of going in and having to like remove his head to like prove that it, it's him that's going to cause a ruckus and a problem and that's the only reason he wants to do it mm-hmm. yeah and it's um you know one of the other things i ran into in that chat was um people talking about like there was someone who made a post saying i want to have a sweater custom printed that says nazi furs don't fucking worry about it just have a good time and stay safe um, but I knew I'd just be asking for trouble. So someone who wanted to make like a, a, a shirt explicitly saying like, I don't care if you're a Nazi. Right. And someone else commented that like, oh yeah, there were no politics, just fun ribbons printed out earlier and they went over poorly. Um, and the, the, the way they're framing it is like, it's because these, these leftists want to make everything political. Mm. 
But like, I think both what we saw tonight and like kind of what you can read between the lines, there's like, no, 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 you're the ones trying to make things political, yeah. right? Like you're, you're, you're like by by framing it around Nazism, you're making it very clear. Like they don't care what you believe if you don't make it clear. I'm a Nazi and I'm going to be here. Right. Then you've made it political. Right. As soon as you uh, you're wearing a. Uh your fursona and it's a wolf or whatever or it's a tiger with a fucking swastika but it's got swastika on yeah. that immediately well that's a political thing mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it right, you're, we're not doing it by not including you you're doing it by bringing yeah, it yeah it's up. inherently yeah. political you're making it political you're entering a non-political space right <laughs> yeah. so those, all those stickers and those slogans like yeah they would be cool with that because that's what they think they don't they agree and that there was there were kind of like you know I, I read through so many fucking posts of these fucking assholes um and like a third of them will be like normal, you know, furry stuff where they're like, look at this, this is a cute drawing of a whatever. This mm-hmm. is a, a fun, you know, a, a animation of a, of a, you know, animal thing. They, they have a bunch of different terms. I, sure, I don't sure. understand. Yeah, all yeah. Of them. But it's like, it, I assume pretty normal furry stuff. It seems yeah. innocuous. And then there will be like, like there was a drawing of this Buddhist monk who's the head of an anti-Muslim terrorist group and someone drew his fursona mm. and they were like, Look at how cool this is. Like, mm-hmm. this guy really removes some kebab, which is like an anti-Muslim meme that was, like, painted on the Christchurch shooter's guy yeah. and stuff, too. And it's like... Um, and, and like, Milo commented on a lot of this stuff. And he liked a lot of the hardcore right-wing stuff, but he also liked a lot of the innocuous stuff. And there was these conversations we would have with people tonight where they were like... Yeah, maybe he, maybe like, if he enjoys himself and he just wants to participate, none of us care. No, but it's yeah. like... He doesn't because his whole thing, he has to make it political because if things aren't political, they can't be controversial. And if they're not not pissing people off, yeah, exactly. If he's not giving attention, attention, if he's not making a thing about it, then he doesn't care. But I do think like, yeah, just show up with your outfit. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. Nobody knows you. I bet you'd have a nice time because everyone's really, really nice. But conversely, I don't think he'd have a nice time because no one would know him. Because no one would know him. Exactly. And that's his whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's a very interesting, weird dynamic that like, part of me is like, I don't even want to talk about him now and yep. like even talk about I know, this, you but know, we're here. We... but we're here, but we're um, here and everyone's so nice. Uh, everyone's and maybe so nothing nice. will happen and that'll be great. It's, it's, it's also, and the there's Airbnb also, had free wine. They did. That's Katie so nice. turned Lovely. off my burners. Uh, it had to happen. I will continue to turn off. It's I... bad for the environment, Katie. To have them on. Yes. No, to have them off. Oh, interesting. You have to burn up all of the natural gas so that we can get off of using natural gas. Is that how it works? Yep. Honestly, I think I agree with both <laughs> sides here. Okay, of course Centrist. you do. Both sides have good points. Centrist. So we're going to keep the burners on medium. Um, <laughs> How's that? Lyft says that I can go into my app. The best way to contact him would be to go into the app. I swear to God, <laughs> these people, and every to like time. do a pull down menu, and then you can call him. I don't. Have I love the that app, we came here planning to talk about Nazis, and the have, real bad guys are left. The real yeah. bad guys are the left people. I mean, come Unbelievable. on! Unbelievable! Amazing! I, I Just can't use the app. Download the app onto this it tablet. It is wild. Like, because if you want to go, all right, we're not talking about the fur fest anymore. If you want, if you lose your phone and you want to go onto the website, lift.com to report that you've lost your phone in the lift, you have to put in your phone number to log in. And when you put in your phone number, they say, we've sent you a text with a confirmation number that you have to put in the website, but you can't put in that confirmation number because you don't have your phone. I'm very well aware. It's wild. The, like it's like they did it on purpose. They know. 
They know what they're doing to they're you. Collecting they're trying all the to phones. get attention, much like they want attention. They want to get a rise out of you. <laughs> no. They're trying to piss you off. I actually think so. Here's here's why we're angrier about Lyft than we are even about Milo Yiannopoulos mm. and his attempt to disrupt these these lovely people just trying to have a fun just weekend. Just delightful people. Just wonderful people. Uh, and it's because as hateful as Milo's intentions are, at least he has intentions. And Lyft just doesn't care. What do they do? Like, they don't they care just don't all. care. And that's more infuriating. Here's what yeah. the Twitter got, people got back to blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, my goodness. Looks like you're already in touch with Lost and Found team over email. Oh, we great. assure you <laughs> that go they are the best resource to look into oh, arranging the return <laughs> no, of your not. phone. Arranging. It sounds like a hostage. It is a hostage situation. They're holding a hostage for $15. <laughs> it was 30 feet and away I, when we started this process. <laughs> I, I realized it immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so, wait. So their solution is the, their the original found solution. is going to email it? But they said, we can see they are currently reaching out to Conrad, and he's been given your friend's phone number. Do you guys have your phones? I've got okay, my phone no, so they did, they, did, they did something. So that asshole is just ignoring it. Mm, Either that or they're lying. Or they're lying, right? Either way, way, I'm probably (laughs) buying myself a new phone tomorrow. Stay tuned to hear more (laughs) in the next episode of whatever the hell this winds up becoming. This truly is the worst year ever. (laughs) Now, now, before we go, predictions for tomorrow. I'm going to buy a phone. (laughs) (laughs) Cody? Um, I think it's going to be fine, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, I don't think... If he's here, I I think he's. I just think he's. I just. I just. I just don't think he has it in him. I I kind of you know there was a fact part of me that was like frustrated not hearing more anger from people tonight, and there's a part of me that's like maybe the best defeat he could get is if he shows up and, and a bunch cares. of really friendly fairies are like, all right, if you're a dick, we'll make you leave. That's the that's the, yeah. the thing about it. We're like <laughs> talking to people today and listening to them. That's the only vibe I got. The yeah. only, like from everybody. It's like, yeah, if he wants to show up and have fun, that's why we're here. We're here to have a good time with everybody and like we're just go not to gonna, raves and like we're not going to buy into whatever yeah, this bullshit and, like, is. They if he's wearing a mask, who gives a shit? Right, yeah. and they, and they're also aware that like he wants attention. He wants us to get mad. Yeah, his whole thing is to like poke you with stuff he doesn't believe in order to get a rise out of you. So people, et cetera, and so forth. And I think that enough people are onto him and don't care. That's the, and that's the thing. I, the laughter and not caring is like the worst thing you can do to these people. I hope that the ultimate, like final, you know, defanging of what's left of Milo Yiannopoulos is is done by a bunch of furries who are just too nice to rise to his bait. Yeah, I think that's really possible. I, I, I really fingers feel fucking like, crossed. like this is like a, a real sputtering end to his it's not it's not an inspiring one it's just and i it, it but it is inspiring to me just to spin it positive um that general attitude there and, and the positivity that I, I did feel in this community mm-hmm. yeah. um, and i think there's a lot we can learn from that <laughs> yeah it's really cool and like I th- and he's just he has sputtered for a long time he's floundered he's like he's he's <laughs> he's got some issues. He's got some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he loves his extravagant seeming lifestyle. And it does seem like his last grasp at relevance is to go to a group of people who are only here for a really nice time and to make them mad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he will be able to do that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers, F- fingers crossed. crossed. Well, we'll check back in tomorrow. 
Yeah. Cody Johnston, mm-hmm. Robert Evans, mm-hmm. Katie Stoll, and mm-hmm. her probably new phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So we're back. Uh, we're not, I mean, you, we, this is the second day of our diary. We just recorded a great thing, content you'll never hear because Katie fucked up. I fucked up, guys. I'm so now, sorry. Now, we opened the last one, the good one, uh, with, a, with a freestyle rap by Cody that mm-hmm. was, I think, perfect. Yeah, Brilliant. it was. Uh, and I think the only possible way for you to show your, your contrition, Katie, is for you to open this worst <laughs> audio diary with a freestyle rap. Cody, okay. would you lay a beat down? <laughs> that is not a beat. That's a time machine noise. You have to stop it. No, that's a beat. That's a beat. Okay, look, look. I'm really, really sorry. I don't know what happened. I thought I was recording, and it turns out I wasn't. So now I'm rapping. I hate it. I don't want to be doing it either. But here we go. We're gonna talk about something we picked up in the ether of Furcon. Furfest. Furfest. Was that okay? No, it was perfect because you wrote it ahead of time, right? You wrote it. You wrote it. Yeah, uh, you wrote it last week. <laughs> She's been practicing months it. on this. I think I just discovered a hidden talent. Turned down Look, thousands of dollars worth of jobs. I swear to God, it was recording, and maybe I'm wrong because I don't believe in God. But I thought it was, and now here we are. Well, speaking um, of hidden talents, 
hidden talons, birds, animals, fur fest. Fur fest. Nailed I think, it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. We don't want to talk about my phone that I found. Oh, I think we have to, absolutely have to. Okay. I no, we, you- we do because the last episode you slandered a good man. Repeatedly, we all. So did. look, yeah. I guess we, I just, well, we all, we all did. We, we all immediately attacked the. We lift piled driver. on. We piled I on. I guess I just ruined the story, but uh, I was really upset. I was gonna, mm-hmm. you know, Shameful. chill out for a second, and I and all of a sudden I was like, well, why don't we go check the ground where so, we got out of the car? So mm-hmm. the boys went down and found the boys my who were blameless in this. Blameless. Uh, we're gonna get to that. My the boys went down and found my phone in the middle of the road. In the middle of the road, saw it from very far away. Look, <laughs> it took no time at all. Walked look, out. If sick. we had spent four seconds in my defense, extra after realizing you didn't have your phone, looking around on the ground, four seconds at most, at, at most, at most, we would have found it instead of resignedly being like, "Well, I got to go inside mm-hmm. and try to figure this out." Mm-hmm. Um, because who would have thought that it was on the ground outside the car? You would have. You would have. Hours later. Hours <laughs> later. <laughs> so, okay, I apologize. The point still stands. Lyft's policy if, is so, unbelievable. It wasn't right. good so customer service. So if you had lost your yeah. phone, and if it was not on the ground, just calling to you. I still wouldn't have uh, it. It still would have been really, really hard. You still would have had to log into the website by giving your phone number and receiving a text I mean, on a phone you didn't on have. The, on yeah. the website, on the website. And we are going to get to FurFest, I promise you, but... On the website, when I'm trying to track down my phone, it says the best way to get your phone back is to open the app and find the driver's profile and contact the driver. I don't have the phone to do that. Anyway, the boys are blameless in that, except that no, you can. They're blameless. You're blameless. You have have no responsibility. I take the responsibility. What you I, what you do have responsibility for, and honestly, both of you, because shame on you, Cody. Um, Robert, it was really mostly almost his fault. Burned down wait the house. A second, wait Not a second, almost wait a second, burned wait a it down. Robert turns on, keeps turning on all the burners on full blast in the kitchen, and lighting paper towels on fire. And when he and Cody go down to find my phone, he brings a burning paper towel out with him. And a lot of them. A lot of them. And is surprised when they catch on fire all the way and burn his hand and he drops it on the wooden stairs in that house. Walking downstairs saying, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. And, I mean, if, and I'm mo- if I'm honest, the instant I made the decision to walk down the stairs with you, I knew I wasn't going to yeah, make you, it. Yeah. It, so, was, it was very obvious. Yeah, you were holding fire in your so hand. Cody, you are full of blame for allowing this to happen. I, it's really mostly his fault when I you think about it. You I picked up your phone from the ground and I handed it to you. And I stomped, I, st- I stomped on the embers that were on the rug of the stairs after <laughs> Robert brought fire outside. Very little damage. Also, very little damage. I don't know if you recall all of the fire alarms going off. <laughs> oh yeah, that happened. The smoke detectors. Well, that it, was that was a different thing. I lit. It on was fire. a different fire you lit. <laughs> it was also a paper towel. No, 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 it was no, my no, box that's, of that, corn pops. That's when I put a box of, of pops, cereal yeah. on top of the lit burner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Diff- I completely just, different situation. <laughs> I just want you all to be comforted and and know that we are conducting ourselves with the utmost professionalism here. Everything we've done: losing the phone, starting several fires, drinking very heavily. All of that we pulled right out of NPR's style guidelines handbook. Yes, everything to the book. Yeah, what's an NPR person? Ira Glass. Ira Glass Glass told us to act. uh, Terry Mm -hmm. Terry Gross can't stop starting fires. I know. She burned down Chicago in 1898. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
Terry Gross. I did not know that. Look it up. Yeah. yeah. Look it she up. looks wonderful for her age. Oh, she does. She does. Um, shall we talk about the Fur Fest? Yeah, we probably bought probably. it. That's why we're here. Yeah. We did it on the first recording we tried. So I think we should do it now. Yeah, yeah. It's the reason we're doing it's this. It's the reason so. we're doing this. That we thing that we don't know what we'll do with it. Yeah. Um, uh, it was good. I liked. Was I liked. Good. I liked all the people we met. Um, you know, I'd be interested, Katie, in kind of hearing you sort of summarize our day, and then we can kind of dig okay. into things with a little more detail. You want um, me to lay down a beat, or yes, please, okay. please yeah. don't go. Okay, go. <laughs> um, Maybe some time machine noises. We are talking I, about I the can't past. Do that. Yeah. yeah. It, well, we got up, we, we made coffee. Uh, it took us a while to get out the house, uh, <laughs> but not too bad. We went to. Can you stop? <laughs> you really can't. Unacceptable. Okay. Unacceptable. Both okay. of you. You're you're impossible. Where's Sophie when you need her? Mm. She really keeps this train on track. Um, and not on fire. <laughs> uh, she would not. Have stand, stood she would have for that. helped me light them. Oh, Robert. <laughs> she would have clapped. Um, and then everybody clapped. <laughs> so we got to Furfest, and we met up with one of your sources. One of my sources. sources. Our we sources. Had an interview. In a, oh, there are sources. There are sources, guys. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Um, and we realized Robert forgot the recorder. <laughs> yeah, that was an error. That was a tactical error. <laughs> because... The recorder, there was a recorder, we've got two here, sitting on the table, and they're next to the pouch. They're, and they're identical. And, I, yeah, and yeah. I said, Robert, is there a recorder in that pouch? Do we need to put it in? And you said, yep, it's in there. And I said, are you sure? He said, yep. And it wasn't in yeah. there. I, I do have to say. I'm sorry, I threw you under the bus. No, no, no. That was that was my and Cody's fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I take full half responsibility. So. Uh, I do want to say, though, they're not identical. Um, oh, right. There is one of them, and listeners, you can guess which one. Uh, the place where the card goes, covered in knife marks. That's how Robert opens Cle- it. Clearly, it has been uh, knifed open many, many times over its career. So anyway. No comment. Neither of those are in the bag. Uh, and we are in this busy hallway. You'll hear one of these these interviews, I'm sure, in the other episode of this. Uh, and we don't have a recorder, so we use Robert's iPhone. And we're like crouched it's over not an weird. IPhone. I'm sorry. Robert's phone. It's a galaxy, right? It's a phone. His fucking a, phone, you guys. Cell phone. And we're yeah. like, we're crouched over these weird packing boxes. Uh, recording and it was a fascinating interview uh just constantly being interrupted by people walking down wheeling mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. big loud music going on and off uh in the dance room yeah there was a thumping part of the interview so, there, there was clearly a rave you know, that yeah. started above us <laughs> so we did our best but it was a fascinating interv- interview um what, what, what did she talk about in brief what did she talk about we well, we talked a lot about um the alt-right furry community or that faction um about the uh the gas the attack from Mm -hmm. 2014 sort of how the community has risen to kind of defend itself yeah and she herself um has done a lot of work uh creating policies and helping weed out these Mm -hmm. members of the community and and i think it's a little bit of unsung work that a lot of people don't really know that's happening yeah um but there's a reason why they've been able to push back against um against those kinds of elements um over the last couple years uh so it was really fascinating i mean lots of other stuff that we talked about Mm -hmm. um and then we were starving well, before oh, wait, that, no, before before that, that you I went home to get the recorder. I, <laughs> <Thank> I, <you. laughs> I took a lift all the way home to get a recorder. Yep. And, and then Cody back. and I registered. Yeah. And we got our badges. Got our badges. And Cody's 
Well, shortly after this, Cody yeah. and I, well, you were still heading Yeah, back. I know it's about to happen. We went to the dealer room, mm-hmm. and we picked up. It was a very exciting moment. I can't. Oof, oof. I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still buzzing. Cody's very first lanyard. Got a lanyard. I got a lanyard. Cody got folks. a lanyard. We spent a combined forty-five dollars <laughs> on Unbelievable. <laughs> They're really nice looking. They're really sturdy. They're very good lanyards. Handmade, beautiful. Very nice lady made them. Yeah. I when I when I bought mine, she was like, "This is the one I have," mm-hmm. and the one that All I right, use. Right then. So you know it's good. Um, the first of many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna be. You're gonna be so full of lanyards. You're not gonna know which directions left, which directions right, because it's just gonna be lanyards. Just, uh, I still don't have a lanyard, and I'm okay with it. You chose not to spend money on a lanyard for an No, I kept it reason. in my wallet. I didn't spend twenty five dollars or whatever. It's okay. You'll get dozens. Um, <laughs> for free. Um, uh, so then I met up with you guys once I got my pass. Then we decided to get. Ooh, lunch a little before you met up with us before. Cody you want to tell the story of the uh, of the mystery well, a little, a little oh. before just, just a little before <laughs> just, we were walking in the dealer uh room and looking at the products and things you can get a lot of uh a lot of bowls of dice a lot of bowls of tables. dice um uh, I'm gonna guess as I as I said earlier that the Venn diagram of people at the convention and people who play a lot of D&D is just a circle it's just a circle yeah everybody uh everybody games mm-hmm. um just like everybody poops. Yeah. And as we were walking <laughs> around, uh, we see that the line, the sort of you shuffling along, is sort of veering off to the left. And then you see a woman on a chair and she's sort of waving people around. And then um, something fills your nostrils a little bit. And you're like, well, that's that's unique. <laughs> that's not that's, good. That's a unique specific smell. Um, and there was just sort of poop smeared um, in a bit of a circle, uh, like skid, skids across, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe like... Five by five feet area. <laughs> it was smeared over. It was. It was a. It was not a huge quantity of poop, but it was smeared over a wide area. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seemed like maybe it happened, and then uh, that person kept going, and then another person uh, didn't see it, and yeah. then noticed it, and then they took care and of it. And it was. It was. We're all dog I- owners. Yes. Cat owners. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was not an animal's. It was not an animal's. Well, humans are animals. It was a human's poop. It was poop. human's it was, poop. It was, it was um, absolutely It was distinctly human um, <laughs> a human's poop. So no that, doubt. So that happened. So that happens. Um, but that was also, uh, there was a nonchalance about it. Yeah. Everyone was like, okay. And it they happened. moved along. It happened. And uh, there's nobody, no, no judgment. Nobody, you know? Nobody judgment. I mean, nobody I laughed. Sense a little bit of judgment. But no, they, they just, they dealt from they you guys with the problem. Right I'm just... I, it's it's funny because it's poop. Because it, I mean, it's poop. It's poop. I'm not gonna not laugh about. It's something poop. everybody does, as we've discussed. <laughs> as we've does, and it's funny. Um, but there was no judgment. Okay, so especially th- it's especially funny because it like all these people in fursuits. Mm-hmm. There were dogs walking around, but it wasn't dogs. It was, it was um, okay. So no then <laughs> we decide to go get lunch. Lovely timing. Um, <laughs> and we walk to this place, and it turns out to be pretty fancy. Uh, it's a pretty expensive meal. It's a little fancy. Robert ordered many drinks. You both I, ordered many I drinks. Think the fanciest place we have been collectively oh, in certainly. roughly a cumulative half of one of our lifetimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and the, a funny thing happened with, is this interesting to you guys? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to listen or this not. This was the day. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, let's see if it, it scans as funny. Uh, but Robert and Cody both ordered the lobster bisque. Mm-hmm. Very fancy. And mm-hmm. we're, it's, this place is just hoity-toity. It, it's fancy. When we, when we sit down and they, they don't just give us our water. They ask if we want ice water, Perrier, 
or Fiji. Fiji. Yeah, so that's what we're working with. Um, but Robert's- also, we so we walk in and they ask for oh, yeah. our coats. Yeah, and we're like, no, thank you. And we, and we got some looks. They, uh, they, they, they like, like we were. Trash. They were very disappointed uh, yeah. that we were going to be dining there. Uh, but so Robert's <laughs> eating. They're eating their soup, and the major D or whomever walks up and leans over his shoulder and he says, "Excuse me, sir, is there something wrong with your soup spoon?" <laughs> Points to the soup spoon that Robert's not using. He's Robert's using a spoon. Using the other spoon. Which, He's... let's be fair, is a soup spoon. <laughs> Every spoon's a soup spoon. It was, it was. It was one of the funniest things I've ever I seen. I was so taken aback by he someone asking like, me that question. No, this one's fine. Yeah. it was like the most passive aggressive fancy I was thing. Clearly enjoying my imaginable. Food. Yeah, somebody like God wrote that moment. It just yeah. felt like, like a really. It was a very funny juxtaposition between this community of loving people doing mm-hmm. whatever and a free expression. When somebody shits on the just ground walking around the gives them a heart. And then <laughs> just like, this yes, place. Sir, was something wrong with but your But the food spoon? was delicious, mm-hmm. so there's that. It was good. It was good. Anyway. Didn't like that waiter. Uh, <laughs> didn't like the waiter. <laughs> and that's okay. He didn't I, like us. I wish, in retrospect, I had said, yes, there's a hole in it. <laughs> it's very <laughs> tiny. But I know it's there. <laughs> I am aware. Um, oh, you should have said, yes, it's filthy. Bring me another one. <laughs> then after that, we went back to the convention. Uh, we wandered around a bunch, did a lot of, uh, of you know, just... Interacting and watching, observing. We went to the art room. We went to the art room. Mm-hmm. We went to the the arcade room. Uh, we, we went ch- to the game room. We went to the game room. We <laughs> saw some Dungeons and Dragons briefly. Uh, <laughs> we and saw then, the Dungeons and Dragons. And then we had another interview. We ended up coming back and mm-hmm. we had a Skype interview. So it was a very full day. Very full day. Um, I'm just blown away by this community to get back to what we're here to talk about. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And, and I've said this before. Uh, just it's just so loving and welcoming and creative and the suits are all really quite exquisite I mean when you think about how much craftsmanship goes into it and the more you talk to people you realize how deeply personal each suit is to them and how Mm -hmm. the their personas are a reflection of themselves that a lot of people say that they don't they don't feel like they can be them their full selves in their normal life, but here they can the be world's garbage because the world's garbage, mm-hmm. but here they're safe and free. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel that everywhere you go, it's like a markedly different vibe in there versus out in the real world. And it, it was interesting because there's clearly these attempts to bring some of that toxicity into the community with mm-hmm. the, the, you know, there was a chlorine gas attack that, you know, part of what we were doing here was kind of investigating because there were, we, we heard initially some different things. Some people said it was probably an accident. Some people said it's it was not an accident. intentional. Some people said it was intentional, but not a terrorist attack. Um, I think our conclusion, without spoiling the main show, is that it, it was definitely a terrorist attack. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, it was it, done on purpose. It was done on purpose by a member of the community who subscribed to fringe political beliefs that were not common among the others. And there has been a corresponding effort by people within the community to defend their fandom from this sort of fringe, racist, xenophobic, hateful mm-hmm. Nazis. It's Nazi yeah, stuff. Nazis, basically. They're Nazis. Boil it down. Yeah. Um, Boil them all. <laughs> Boil the Nazis. <laughs> Cody Johnston, 2020. There it is. Um, I would, I would vote for that. Mm-hmm. Beats no Boil malarkey. Boil the Nazis. Boil the Nazis. God, wouldn't that be good make on a, a bus? Make a nice base. Yeah. Is that how you make a base? boiling yep. Nazis? Yep. Bisque. That is how, it's a Russian, <laughs> di- no, it's French. They did not make much base. But that's, no, they made it out of like, 
uh, Nazi bodies. They didn't in kill France. a lot of Nazis. <laughs> they didn't kill a lot. That's why it was enough. such a. That's why it was such a delicacy for so long. That's why another group of people had to make borscht out of Nazis. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we we saw like a, a really resilient community defending yeah. itself, um, and that was that was or you know the, the interviews revealed that our experience at the convention revealed a lot of people uh, getting something they very much needed. Yeah. 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 Um, that was the overwhelmingly, just the overwhelmingly positive environment. And for that, and knowing that there are these people sort of trying to infiltrate it and organizing and trying to protect it in a way that se- like even the, like their methods seem healthy and positive. Um, I imagine we're going to talk about it include this later on but like even like reaching out to these people and trying to help them uh everybody there is just really yeah like i like all the hugs yeah oh yeah the hugs um something we touched on in the first lost recording (laughs) um it is incredible you're walking around and you just see everybody's giving each other hugs and not just like quick hugs we're talking about big long loving hugs lingering hugs and and that's it's all part of it it's just so much love and i, and I think that it, i think i mean i wanted hugs mm-hmm. i wanted to ask people for hugs yeah. and i didn't because yeah the way like, they were doing it it seemed like it seemed like like you were saying like a lot of these personas are, are aspects of their personality they don't feel comfortable expressing right. uh they don't feel like they're themselves necessarily um but when they're in their fursuits they can express that and a lot of it seemed like you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily a physical person. You don't show a right. lot of like physical intimacy between people. I mean, you're not comfortable being touched, but when you're in that uh, outfit, that's when you allow yourself to. So there yeah. are a lot of hugs that like they, they do linger. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was like, oh, you've, you haven't hugged somebody in a long time. Yeah. This is when you do that. This is when you, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just really nice to see every, every, every like 20 feet. You'd be like, oh, look. And I hugging. just. And I liked every time that we were walking around with somebody that we were, had been talking with or whatever. Um, tons of friends. Tons of friends and running into people that they haven't seen in a long time and just the love and the joy. Uh, it truly is. I'm, I'm, it reminded me a lot of my own subculture, yeah. which I talked about a little bit. I, I do a lot of um, regional Burning Man events, which are quite different um, from the the big one. Um down in Texas, particularly, and there's a lot of hugging. There's like um, essentially an airlock, a camp that greets you when you enter, when you get on the land, which is always you know out in the out in the boonies, away from civilization. And it nearly always starts with like hugs and people in costumes, naked people, this sort of like immediate like blitz of all the things that are different about where you are than the place you came mm-hmm. from, um, and people welcome you home. Um, and it's, it's very much the same energy and I think fulfills pretty similar roles. And that was kind of one of the things that was surprising to me was recognizing, um, this is sort of their way of fulfilling, like in, in, you know, my community, we, we let a lot of fires, we blow a lot of things up. Um, fires. Okay. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than the ones I started mm-hmm. the other night. And you feel safe doing that in that environment. Yeah. And in fact, there's always <laughs> like a full fire department worth of volunteers who are actually firefighters who just are, that's a, another thing they do. Is so just suggesting the rest that of maybe that's be. a good place to do fires instead of in an Airbnb. And- Katie, I challenge <laughs> you to name a single person who's been harmed by a fire. So many people, uh, but not a name um, one. The girl um, down the street from me when I was a kid, I can't remember her name. name. I believe, exactly, I believe Sir earlier. Stacy Solar. 
That's a made up name. <laughs> That's a made up name. Earlier today, uh, Robert Evans said his hand hurt. <laughs> I, I said for some reason. For some reason, and we don't know we, the reason. We haven't we haven't fully explored. We haven't that. fully the explored ongoing it. investigation on why Robert's hand inconclusive hurts. as to this moment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. your subculture, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, I I think there's um, you know I, I think what we might find exploring some of these subcultures, at least the ones that are not inherently toxic. Cause I think most of the ones we're going to hang out in, yeah, or, like, yeah. you know, CPAC, the conservative, like a lot of them will be very toxic. Um, I think the ones that aren't, or maybe a lot of the ones that are, I think we will see a lot of similar things because mm-hmm. I do think, um, there's a lot of different, like what we're seeing with the hugging and, and the touching and the kind of intimacy and not not just the intimacy between like friends, but just sort of the intimacy as an aspect of culture here mm-hmm. um, is kind of a reaction that I think a lot of different subcultures have to the impersonal um, and like touch averse, emotion averse, sure. connection averse nature of the civilization that yeah. we all built yeah, for some reason. And um, we're all isolated. Of, yeah. yeah. We're all like really connected, but also isolated and lonely. And, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. So many of us go around without having been touched in a long time. It is way easier on a daily basis, especially when like I'm not uh, hanging out at home um, where I like know people. It's way easier for me to get into a long fight on Twitter than it is to get a hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a reality. I think that's true for a lot of people listening to this. Hopefully not most of you. I hope. Yeah. But a lot of people. Um, and I think that one of the things that we learned about surviving the worst year ever um, is that shit like that needs to be more common for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. More common and promoted and, yeah. uh, and celebrated. And uh, <coughs> because also mm-hmm. one thing that I think we touch on a lot is these sort of toxic subcultures that infiltrate these other areas, uh, they're suffering from the same thing. And that's something that I think we like, that we don't really recognize much because it's hard because like we're talking mm-hmm. about Nazis but like we all like it's all suffering from the same problems yeah. it's just dealing with them in different ways even the Nazis you know the reason that those <clears throat> communities draw people in is their ability to make up for holes exactly you find these vulnerable people has, who yeah. uh, feel disconnected they don't have mm-hmm. the group they don't have that positive uh, subculture they don't have like a family or yeah. all these sort of things uh, that we all suffer from in different ways and deal with them in different ways um, and so you have these people that prey on them, but then there is that connection that can be made to sort of bring people back and uh, promoting that positivity and giving uh, openness and space to mm-hmm. people who need it, um, I think can help uh, in the de-radicalization, but also in, in getting through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more getting through. One of the people we talked to, we talked to one person who did de-radicalization work, and yeah. part of what she mentioned is like being helpful in that was trying to make connections with people that areas of shared interest. And she'd clearly done that with some people who are like, to some extent down that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, is more commonly called like the alt-right or the far-right yeah. pipeline. Um, and she chose to do that work and she had seen some failure and some success with it. We talked to somebody else who was like, you know, I've done, I've tried a little bit of that from time to time, but I, I you know, if I'm going to spend that energy, cause it does take energy, I'm going to spend yes. it on like a member of like, you know, a, a friend of mine who's in the marginalized and needs my effort and, and also I, deserves it more. Time and patience and yeah. effort. Like there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, I, yeah, I can't fault him on that for sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's right. I mean, yeah. 
it's, it's exhausting work. Yeah, it's easy. But, yeah. you know, you do what you can. You can also read the room and read a situation and be like, this person is more likely to be yeah. receptive to um, right there. Yeah, there's some people attempts. that are even like early on where you're like, oh, you're like you're like a young kid and you're heading down this path. Right. But come here and talk about something. You're not too far. You haven't done anything you can't take back yet. I just right. see yeah. exactly. that they're As opposed working to, on you. Like, yeah. okay, well, now in this situation, I'm, I would rather help this person and say, fuck Nazis, mm-hmm. than the other, you know. Yeah. Any other thoughts? It just struck me that this is a, shi- like I said, a shining example of, uh, of how to survive the worst year ever. Mm-hmm. Like this, you find your space and you throw yourself in it and you protect it and you, and you love it and you embrace it and you, you find the people and the group, the, the groups that allow you to be your authentic self and celebrate you, who you are and each other. And, yeah. um, it was touching. Yeah. Everything was sweet. Everything was sweet and um, mm-hmm. protective. Mm-hmm. It seemed. Yeah, um, yeah, protective, like a like a like a big friendly womb. Yeah, with fourteen dollar cocktails, which mm-hmm. really, you know, coming from Los Angeles, isn't gouged. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, that's not great, but um, not great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> say it's great, but it was people were smuggling it or just walking in with alcohol too. Yeah. So, um, also just the aspect of um, all this sort of stuff. And realizing, like, oh, this is something they've learned over time. Mm-hmm. Because it it is a very unique culture and fandom. Let's face it, we were all making fun of them for years. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Years. Um, and they've been dealing with, like, Nazis for years yeah. and years. And have sort of uh, honed that skill a little bit. And I think uh, there, there's, just, there's just a lot to learn, I think, from... Uh, from the love that... Uh, the we- their, their weird love. Yeah. Their weird... But wholesome and endearing and thoroughly um, admirable love. Yeah, it's what yeah what um, what Dio said. Uh, we're strange. Dio's we're, one we're, of the people we yeah. talked. We're strange, to. but yeah. we're strange together. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, I like that line. Closing out. Um, you guys gonna get fursuits? Cody's already got I'm one. Wearing one right now. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think your fursona would be if you had a gun to your head? Tiger. Mouse. I was also going to say monkey. Maybe bunny. Bunny. You've been doing bunny stuff. I think I... Wag that tail. Mm -hmm. Think a husky dog. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. Aww. $5,000 fur suits. (laughs) (laughs) Not cheap guys. Just make no, them. no, they're incredibly expensive. Yeah, they're they're expensive. like they they're take like a lot of time and care. Used <laughs> cars. Yeah. Some some yeah. what some take like years to make. Yeah. yeah. It seems like they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um cool. Well, this has been Video Diary 2, our last video diary. Yeah, the worst journal ever. It's not a video, it's well, a podcast. But I mean, whatever. Is there a hairs. <laughs> people wait, are you are you fucking telling me that people can't see the things they I put can't out? See it. Oh, I'm so sorry. This has been such a long journey of disappointment. Oh, when you no. were told, never. my <laughs> gestures are such a critical part of everything. Mm-hmm. It, he that's why. Wildly. That's why I really enjoy uh, like guesting on behind the bastards. Mm-hmm. But like listening to him, like what's he doing with his hands? And ju- just so I'm you flipping guys everyone off. Know. All I know. The time, I've been constantly. There. <laughs> it's nothing but middle fingers. Robert yeah. is sitting here playing with a knife. That he's not going to throw. He's, he's brandishing not, the knife. I'm not brand, brandishing. Brandishing is, is such a strong it's word. It's very strong. You're right. It's, you're right. You're right. I'm gently gesturing. He's with gesticulating it. with a knife. 
and you can't throw anything here. And I'm not saying I'm not. That's I not have a not dare. thrown anything except for anything. the burning wad of fire that mm-hmm. I. And that was more of a drop. That was more of a drop. I flung it a little. I was trying aiming for the door. You dropped it yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. It was very yeah, hot. It was really hot. This has been fun, guys. No I'm looking forward to that. doing more of these. Yep. Yeah. You know what? Not this weekend. I'm tired, but. Yep. Mm. I was just going to say see ya, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> I also will agree with you completely. I can say see ya. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.